0: we
1: for tuning in i am your host patrick comiskey joined by brandon suarez and aaron parper not a great one out there today you're joining us today on a non-victorious monday uh these aren't as fun to talk about you know we got no life in the voice tonight that one knocked the wind out of us i think a little bit aaron brandon how you guys doing tonight
0: terrible i'm just gonna spit that out real quick had a terrible sunday fuck sports that's all i got
2: yeah, I also hate sports uh, today. was not ideal. Uh, you spot it, you know, an, an average team, 17 points, nine times out of 10, you're going to lose. And yeah, we just did not have enough time on the clock today.
0: Hey, Brandon, they blew yeah. that uh, 40 point over under uh, way out of the water on that one.
2: What was it, five points? Honestly, yeah, you know. at, at the end of the game, I was like, fuck, I told the listeners that was gonna happen. And uh <laughs> if, if the buster screen if the buster screen play stood, maybe we get stopped. Pinheiro goes out and this a field goal because he for whatever reason got injured again today. So I was thinking about that late in the game. I was like, I don't know if they're gonna trot him out there because Well he the came last... back for
0: that extra point and was fine. But, yeah, yeah,
2: I, I was gonna say the extra point. I I just know he he has been battling some injuries. I I don't know. It's it's yeah, it tough. But yeah, I I figured that it could have a shot. I was like ninety eight yards might not happen. I don't think this Bears offense is gonna score. But to our listeners, anyone that put money on that game, I wish I was rich enough to pay you back. But I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I so that, let's... I hope
1: that counts for something. Let's yeah, let's jump into just a. Bit of a recap here on the game. Uh, any of that watched it no, it wasn't the greatest one. The Bears did drop at twenty four twenty one over there overseas in London to the Oakland Raiders. Um, Oakland opened up the game. They came out hot. The Bears looked like they had literally just stepped off the plane. They opened up a seventeen nothing first half lead. Bears come back in the second half. Put the put the gas or put their foot on the gas pedal. Uh, they they took advantage of a Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs mix up. They fumble the ball, the bears recovered and they went down and scored. They get the ball back again. They score again. So on, they throw up 21 and unanswered. But then after that, you see the offense start to stall out a little bit more. Oakland gets a late touchdown. Um, Chase Daniel starts to drive him down the field again a little bit. And then he throws an egregious interception into triple coverage with no bears receivers in the area. Um, I, I don't know if we see, I didn't see any post-game coverage from Chase Daniel. It would be interesting to see what the hell was going through his mind there. I would imagine it was some sort of mix up with, uh, Anthony Miller, but nonetheless, the bears did drop it. Um, you know, just some, just a couple stats to look at something that you do not see, and you haven't seen in a while. The Bears hadn't given up a hundred yard rush, a hundred yards on the ground to opposing team in like something like a year and a half or something, something of that nature. They didn't do it at all last year. Uh Oakland almost, I think Oakland almost had it by halftime today. Josh Jacobs ran wild.
0: Which, yeah, they were close at halftime as a team, yeah.
1: which is crazy. So Josh Jacobs goes twenty six carries for one hundred twenty three yards. He got into the end zone twice. He, this is this is the guy that Oakland picked with their pick that they got back in the Cleo Mack trade, so that just drives the knife a little bit deeper in this one. He looked really good. He ran over a Bears defense that typically does not give up much on the ground, so I guess that'll be a decent point to start. Guys, what did you think of uh, Oakland's offense going up against this Bears defense? Not the offense you would expect to run all over them, but hey, they did it. They put some points on the board today, and the Bears, the Bears looked a step slow out there. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, and
2: to, two things to note: obviously, the absence of Akeem Hicks. Yeah, on that defense, you know, has a little bit to do with them being able to run as wild as they did today. And the defense was out there for, th- you know, close to 35 minutes. The offense was not helping them out, not extending drives. You know, they had quite a few three and outs today, punting the ball, everything. And even, you know, the Chase Daniel interception early in the game. The defense was out in not ideal situations for a good majority of the game. But, you know, the Ben don't break mentality in a long game like day where you had to come back is eventually going to come back to bite you. And it did on that last drive. We couldn't find a stop.
0: You know, and for me with the whole team, I don't know. I have no real way of pinpointing what was wrong. I don't know if it was the jet lag. I don't know if it was the injuries. I don't know really what any of it was. It just, it came out flat that simply put it came out flat and even with Hicks in there, Jacobs was still running wild in the start of the game. So, I mean, Hicks may have slowed that down to a point um, if he would have been there in the whole game. But they just, they, it's kind of like we said, you know, they came out and they won in the trenches. And that is still, to this day, other than defense, football is won in the trenches. And uh, Gruden executed that today. And I still hate him for everything he's done.
2: Yeah, and, and like you said, they won up front on both sides of the ball. It, Absolutely. Was, it wasn't even close. And, you know, when when your line's getting beat, it makes Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan's job that much harder. And, and not to mention, too, you know, the Raiders' tight ends did have a quality day. Waller had a good day. Like, they were all over the field. So.
0: Oh, that was the only I, passing options that Carr had all day was, you know, Moreau, uh, Waller, and then I think they had a third tight end in, too, which don't even, you know— Forget the fact, I, I mean, I want to bring it up. The Bears only had four wide receivers active today on game day. Uh, they sat uh, Riley Ridley again, which sent, you know, Twitter into an uproar about why the kid's not playing, why he's not getting more time. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat myself like a freaking you know, broken record today. Kid can't play special teams, apparently. That might be his problem. You can't put out a fifth wide receiver if you're not going to contribute to all three, you know, all two phases that you technically can. And Yeah, that, it's, that's it's selfish. Thing, it it it's
1: is. It's selfish. You,
2: and, and, and it's not only selfish to the team, selfish to yourself for busting your ass to get to the NFL and not taking advantage of any opportunity that you're given. So yeah. you're not you're not good enough to already be out on the field as a receiver and not to be, you know, on a personal attack tip. But go up, go out and kick off, go out on punt, go do yeah. the extra things that that will make you stick out on that roster. Yeah. Don't, just sit, don't just sit there dormant, you know. And I, I don't I don't think he's been vocal about it. And, you know, I don't know too much about the kid, but, you know, be proactive about it. Nagy is a proactive coach. If you show him you go out there and you're, you know, you're busting your ass in practice, you're making plays on, you know, the the scout team and you're running down on kickoff and doing things. Eventually, you will probably see some playing time because people do get hurt.
1: Yeah, it's just got to make an
0: impact somewhere.
1: Yeah. And it, it's kind of one of those things like if. If Ridley's gonna dress, you're probably looking at one of two people sitting down. It's either gonna be Patterson or it might be uh, Sherrick McManus back there yeah. on the other side. and he made and it he can't made be one those guys.
2: He plays today. McManus yeah. makes key plays week in and week out. Shit, he's just one of those guys that I know you can probably both say guys. He just grows on you. He's just an effort. Yeah, I I hear does everything
1: affluent. right.
0: I loved yeah. him for the longest time now, and he's made an impact for years. And I was very upset seeing his name on the inactive list for the first two weeks. Because that's a guy I I just peanut
2: punched the shit out of that ball on the one yard line to absolutely
1: potentially preserve. They were inches away from getting in the end zone there. Exactly. And
0: the thing is, that came at the cost of Duke Shelley being inactive today. So, what does that tell you? You have two of your, you know, three, you know, high value picks inactive today. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, just off the fact that you know those guys were, you know. Fourth, fifth round, whatever they were, you got guys that are inactive due to the you know fact that they have to make plays in other aspects. I don't care where it goes, you need to be inactive or you need to be active anywhere you can go. Say, hey, coach, I'm going to stick around. I want to do some special team stuff or or get me in there more. You you got to be a little bit more vocal with it. And the one thing I want to bring up that I caught was a post game thing today, and I know we posted this on the Bears on Tap page. Was John Gruden saying, "Well, I didn't bring my disco ball to dance around today," and you know, good win, and everybody's got the week off. I hope to hell, I hope to hell, this team gets back into Chicago in the next few days, and they don't get days off because you don't deserve days off after that.
2: You need to get yeah, this back is a to team Scott. that should be at this point four and one or five and zero, oh, and there's no reason that we're not. We have completely underachieved going into bye week, no question about it.
0: Absolutely, and we won't even get into the details of what stretch we have crazily after this fact.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of, lot of, lot of things for the Bears to figure out. Um, and it's it's the same old questions that we've been asking since the beginning of the season as we'll t- transition over here to the offense here. But now you have some question marks coming up, popping up on your defense now, especially if Akeem Hicks is going to be out. Can you slow down the run game? That's something that we're going to see. Not going to get any easier after the bye week when Alvin Kamara comes into Soldier Field. But uh, that's something for Coach Pagano to figure out. Uh, Nagy's going to have his hands full with the offense. Him and Harry Easton have a lot to figure out, guys. Because today on offense, um, you know, you know when you have chase when you have your backup quarterback in there, you kind of need everything around him to go perfectly. You can't you can't allow these things to pressure to constantly be in his face, not have literally anything get going on the running game. So I know a lot of people wanted to dog chase Daniel today, but I thought there were stretches in this game where he played really well. You've seen him make two god-awful decisions, and that was and that was that was the difference in the game, and usually it will be. Um he obviously didn't perform well enough to win with those two mistakes, but there were instances in this game where he actually looked good. And which was, you know, kind of good to see, but then the mistakes you can't have them. But one glaring issue was obviously that offensive line. They were taking penalties all day, a lot of holds all around. Pressure was in Daniel's face, and they did absolutely nothing to open up lanes in the running game. David Montgomery, I I don't care. You could have had Walter Walter Payton back there, man. The Bears, they weren't getting shit on the ground today. There was nowhere for those running backs to go. Guys, we're probably going to ask this question week in and week out. What were your thoughts about the offense today? I can't imagine they were too positive. Uh yeah, that's my thoughts. It's a,
0: it's a reoccurring <laughs> theme. We
2: talked about it last week, remember, Aaron? We've you know, we've been talking about it. It's we've seen the unit you know, last year they performed probably the best we've seen a Bears offensive line form in the last decade, you know, since the Owen Cruz days. They, for whatever reason, have not been able to build off of what they were able to build last year. And, you know, the discipline, you brought it up, you know, Pat, the penalties. It's every game that we're getting false starts. We're getting holds. We're getting illegal hands to the face. It's every game. It's inexcusable. And it's like, just play the game right. You guys know what you're capable of. You have playmakers around you. Go out and do your job, and then in turn the receivers and the running backs will produce. Mitch will have more time. Chase will have more time. Whoever is back there will have more time. It does not matter. And yeah, today they got absolutely you know beaten up front against a defensive line that, by all stretches of the imagination, is not an elite unit.
0: No, they're, they're young. Just look they're that young.
2: Way. Yeah, you know, you got Max Crosby, Arden Key you got you know you got a couple guys in there it's not you know they don't have Khalil Mack anymore they don't have you know they had Alden Smith a few years ago but they don't have that elite pass rusher it's a unit of average guys that made our offensive line look even worse than average like it's not good
0: you know and and I just want to say with that offense it was it was just a Piss poor day overall with them. Like you know, they they came to life a little bit in that third quarter. They put up some points. You know, it was also due to you know some defensive stoppages and stuff like that, and and yeah, getting like the that. turnovers and stuff. But this offensive line, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they need uh, a fire lit under them. I don't know if people are just you know slow to the pace. I, how that? I just mean my biggest question is how the hell does this offense look worse than last year's offense even, and you have more. Quote unquote weapons to do these things. And the one play today that made me lose my mind so damn much was these stupid ass jet sweeps with Cohen that you either knew it was going one of two ways. It was either the way that Cohen was running, which was either left to right or right to left, or it was being handed up the middle to David Montgomery for zero yards and Cohen for nothing because they could read the play like a freaking book and they just weren't doing anything with that, you know, that, that play ran. And it just. I'm not saying you have to get run heavy or you have to just play smath- smash mouth football running up all the time, but there's just no consistency in this offense, and, and that's the infuriating part of it all.
1: Yeah, and I, I and you talk about wanting the consistency, and I think the thing it is, it kind of goes back to that offensive line is that they flat out cannot run the ball, and like you know, every time they're doing it, they're either losing yardage or barely gaining anything and that makes it a lot harder on your quarterback that makes it harder on the play calling it makes it harder on everything because you would love to be able to play that smash brown smash mouth brand that you talk about like like we seen indianapolis do tonight that's how you slow down on high-powered offenses keep them on the sideline well the bears can't do that because they can't run the ball and when you can't run the ball a lot of things go are problematic and that falls on the offensive line and i think that's why you've seen that dip in per- you ask, how can this offense look even worse this year? It's because last year, you know, the offensive line was pretty respectable. This year, they've been terrible. And I think there is one really alarming thing that you kind of look at here with this O-line is that they've looked bad as a unit all year long. And you start to look at the money that they have invested in this offensive line. And here's where it gets scary. You got Cody Whitehair making a ton of money. He's making $10 million this year, $12 million the next year. All right, now you have you have James Daniels who is still on his rookie contract, so he's not really making a whole lot. But at some point, he'll probably be due a raise if they should believe in him or not. And then here's the guy you really want to get nervous about, Charles Leno. He's looked pretty bad this year. Maybe he's maybe getting more.
2: paid, paid too. Oh yeah,
1: he got the numbers here. This year he's making nine point two million. Next year thirteen point six million. Then you go down, you go on over to the right tackle, Bobby Massey, eight million this year. And here's one, guys, cover your ears on this one. Fifteen point eight million for Bobby Massey next year. Ooh. Kyle Oh yeah. And then Kyle Long, six million this year. It goes down to two and a half next year and one point two five after that. But you look at those numbers and you start understanding that, like, next year they have to sign Eddie Jackson. Uh, Leonard Floyd will also be a free agent. You'll probably see him end up walking unless they – I mean, you'd probably just end up seeing him walk. But guys are going to come up. You're going to have to pay Trubisky at some point maybe. Uh, You're going to have to do something at the quarterback position. But there's a lot of money invested in this offensive line, and it's fine to do that. You're going to have to sacrifice elsewhere because you paid your offensive line. But if you're paying your offensive line a ton of money and they're not performing, uh-oh, you're gonna see things on your football team get really bad moving moving beyond that when you can't pay other guys because you're paying all these guys in the O line and they're not performing.
2: Yeah, and I was gonna say a few things. Back to Aaron's point, real quick. Matt Nagy, stop being so fucking cute every fucking week. Same thing. O line, it's tough because, like we both have mentioned, obviously you have to build with the line and everything else builds off that it's like yes you need to start with the running game and then everything else develops but if for example like you said Matt is getting what'd you say 15 mil next year
1: Bobby Massey yeah 15 mil next year
0: that's yeah that's atrocious
1: that is
2: absolutely atrocious shout out to his agent I want to learn his ways but I mean it's absurd and and to even think like I, I mean on the other side of the bye week, the Saints pass rush is a little they're underrated. They have a good defense. Like they're yes. not in for any treat, you know, when we yeah. come back from bye week. So they're gonna have to really dig deep and get together the, as a unit and figure it out because I mean I've already had nightmares about this game. They, this they don't the have
0: bro, like straight up, like I, I don't like I said, I don't wanna get into the next couple of games, but their next couple of games, no matter who the hell you look at. None of it is a cakewalk. None of it is something you want to look at because you said the pass rush is underrated for the Saints. Guess who follows that game? That'd be the Chargers, and you know who they have out there? They have Joey Bosa. And, yeah,
2: but yo, the Chargers I think are a little overrated today, and you oh, saw I, that I out of the but, Broncos.
0: Yes, they, I think they're a little overrated, but guess what? They're such a hot and cold team. You don't know what they're going to bring from week to week. Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they play well. And guess what? With the way our offensive line's going. Uh, Joey Bosa is just going to need to put out one arm and shove somebody to the ground, and it's going to be a different story. going to walk out there and get six damn sacks himself. October 27th,
2: I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be pretty frigid. It's going to be the first win of the season that has somewhat to do with bear weather because it's a team from Cali.
0: And, and that's fine, <laughs> Hot take season. <laughs> hot take season, baby. Um, you know, and, and hot take season, Tyler Bray starting next week. No, In fuck five. that. No. no Chase he,
1: Chase No. No, he's he starting next
0: week, dude. It's the bye week. He he gets to start that game.
1: No, he ain't starting you know, any game. He could run the practice squad. He can
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna run them. the practice squad while everybody else takes the day off. No, it's just to me the thing is, you know, with this team, I don't know if there need to be some changes made. I don't know if maybe the the method of madness is to you know, and the tough part is like Ted Larson's out. So it's not like you could put Ted Larson in and go, oh, well, you know what? Here's your time to shine. Um, yeah, I just think I almost kind of think they've gotten complacent in, in a sense. I think they've gotten comfortable and complacent and they need something to light, you know, a little bit of fire under them. Um, you know, I see people saying, oh, we shouldn't have ever, you know, given up on Howard. You know, it just it's not worth it. look at what he's doing for Philly. Yeah, he's OK. He had one great game, a decent game today, and that's about all he's done. Um, do I think he's a great, you know, a a good runner? Yeah. But guess what? You know what his numbers would be guys. If, uh, he was here today, they'd be dog shit. He'd be, he'd be dog shit because simply put, he would hit the offensive lineman and fall. At least David Montgomery tries to to squeak through and get a couple more extra yards out of the play. Kids averaging like three yards a carry David, you know, uh, if it was Howard, he'd be averaging like one and a half. Um, but it, I think maybe there's been some complacency. So maybe when you walk into practice next time, maybe you say, Oh, sorry, Masty, you're done. Uh, Cowards in. Uh, okay. Long, you're out. Ted Larson's back from injury. He's in like, maybe that's the route you go. Maybe you put some of these guys in with the first team and practice it and have to give some, some fight to these damn guys. Cause they're supposed to be dogs and ain't no dog mentality out of them this week or these last few weeks, actually.
1: Yeah. And there's one more thing that I do want to add about the offensive line. And then I'm going to pose a question to you guys. Uh, but first, you know, with this offense line, I think something that you look at is the bears have traded away a lot of draft picks recently to, you know, to move up, to grab Montgomery. They traded away the picks to get Mac and that's all good. And well, you got to get your guys. They also traded the pick, uh, to get Anthony Miller, but you look at this and now they've had these few picks and they've been drafting some skill positions. You see them. They went out and got Riley Ridley. They drafted the running back in Montgomery they haven't been drafting on the offensive line because they thought they had their unit. And now you look at it and there's no one else to step in for them. That's just something else to look at where a team that has a lot of depth in certain areas, there's not a lot of depth on that offensive line. If you have your five guys and beyond that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's just, that's something else to look at. I want
2: to bring up an interesting point too. I mean, if you look at the track record of Ryan Pace trading up for draft picks, they have it what have we really gotten in return? We've gotten Mitchell Trubisky. We've gotten Leonard Floyd, Anthony Miller, David Montgomery. All have high ceilings. Okay. Mitch, maybe not so much. None of them or none of these bold draft day moves have necessarily paid off. And I mean, it's still early for a vast majority of them, but I mean, you had mentioned it earlier. We're going to let Floyd walk. I don't think he's, he's underperformed. He's, He's just average for what we picked him at, and I mean, yeah. considering and, considering we trade, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what we traded with New York to get him. But the same thing with him and Mitch. I think that they get a little too happy on, or a little too like trigger happy on on draft day when they quote unquote find their guy. And I yeah, think that that shit, that shit needs to stop.
1: Yeah, and you, you're starting to look at it like they're running out of draft picks anyway, so they're probably going to be forced to stop. Um, but yeah, you know that is that is a really good point too because those guys, none of them really have worked out. You see the potential with Miller, it hasn't come full circle for him. Montgomery has he hasn't gotten anything going. I don't think that's necessarily his fault, uh, yeah. but you know a lot I, of it just opinion, has not no. worked.
2: In my opinion, though, Pat, I think, you know, when you do that in the draft and you're making that bold move to go get your guy, that's got to be someone that pops and hits first year automatically and is, is getting better year in and year out, you know,
0: yeah. not you know, projects. And, but that that continues to fall uh, hand in hand with your your move up to get Trubisky a few years ago. And that's a topic I want to bring up real quick. Uh, not to get off this it's game, slate, but...
2: It's like the worst topic in Chicago sports to like well, sit here week and... and and Sean Watson had like he had like five touchdowns today, bro.
0: Right, and and the fact that I bring up and, and this isn't a, a fight between who's better in Watson, Trubisky, Mahomes. It's not that. Yeah, My thing is, fight. it's, it's it, no right. Fight. It's not it's not a fight. But the fact of the matter is this. Um, I, honestly my biggest concern about this team is going to go back to what I was saying about the offense, uh, the offensive line. They've got, they've gotten complacent. And to me, the problem I see with Trubisky is the same thing. What does he have to worry about behind him guys? You know, he knows his job is safe. He doesn't have to worry about chase Daniel taking it. He doesn't have to worry about Tyler Bray taking it. This kid needs something behind him that's going to light a little bit more of a fire underneath him to take his proverbial head out of his proverbial ass and get something going. Cause he is a smart football player. He, you, you do know that he has the smarts about the game. He just needs to turn it around. And I don't know what it is that's going to take it. I don't know if they got to make some stupid trade to get somebody behind him or if you'd wait and sit next year, uh, and and take somebody in the mid rounds that maybe has a little more uh, fire that's gonna put under him because that's the thing that needs to change.
1: Yeah, and they should definitely be probably look, be looking to draft a quarterback next year. Next no year's draft what.
0: simple, guys. It's get another quarterback. It's get a bunch of offensive linemen, and I stated this previously, get a bunch of de- bunch of defensive backs, whether that's a you know safety area or cornerbacks. You need depth in all three of those spots, hardcore.
1: They they also need a, they're going to need a pass rusher as well. So, but yeah, depending yeah, that, on the that, situation. yeah. that's, that's that, a
0: different situation for the end of the year, but I digress. Yeah. So. I think,
2: my thing with Mitch too, is like, it's most like it's ear to ear, like with a kicker, like you get that deer in the headlights. Look when he's out there, like he, he gets, he starts to sit start down receivers. He starts to panic. Like, It all goes hand in hand, one with the offensive line, not blocking. But I think like, I don't know, Mitch kind of folds under pressure. And I mean, there's there have been times where, for example, like the Eagles drive last year in the playoffs where we've seen him, you know, not fold. But a vast majority of the time in these, you know, late, late game situations or high pressure situations, Mitch, for whatever reason, is not coming through and like. Don't get me wrong, want him to be successful, want the best from him, we picked him second in the draft. Again, has not met expectations. I don't see him at this point early foreshadowing his career having the career of a number traffic in my opinion. It could change. Yep. Please prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong, but I don't see it
0: happening. This whole this whole team needs to turn things around cuz they don't look anything like last year. At this no. point to me they still look eight and eight.
1: Yeah, and, you know. And that's something, yeah, that's tough. Okay, my bad. Yeah. No, and and people people will want to bring up that last year's team was off those three and two, but these are two entirely different circumstances because the Bears have a much harder schedule moving forward than they did last year. They're going to play a lot of good teams. It's going to happen as we come out of the bye week this week. Uh, When you look at New Orleans Orleans coming In the town they've looked good even without Drew Brees so the road ain't getting any easier you're still gonna play Green Bay again you're gonna go to Minnesota and play there you got the Lions twice they haven't looked like a slouch of a team so it's not gonna get a whole lot easier they have a lot to figure out I will say this is probably a pretty opportune time to have your bye week because a you need to get healthy you give Mitch another week we'll see We'll see what happens with Akeem Hicks. That looks like it might be a bit of a long-term injury, so who knows. But, yeah, let them get healthy all together. Let's take the week, figure the offense the hell out. Get that offensive line right. Everyone raves about Harry Heastan. He's the best offensive line coach in the league. A lot of people like to say that. So, hopefully he can figure it out because they have to figure it out. And we'll see what happens. There is one thing that I want to post you because Aaron, and you've you've hit on it a couple times, and I think you're absolutely right. This doesn't look like the same team as last year. And something that I that I just one of my takeaways from the game is Oakland looked like the hungrier team for most of that game, maybe other than the third quarter when I think the Bears just shell shocked them a little bit after that turnover. Is the sense of urgency the same this year? Because I think you've seen in a lot of games that it just you haven't really seen the sense of urgency. The defense usually has it, but you didn't see it the whole game today. The offense has hasn't looked like they haven't had any urgency in them at all. I'll ask you guys: Do you think that level of urgency is the same, or is there just something off with this team?
0: You know, I I, I don't know. There needs to be a sense of urgency. I would say um, because the biggest problem is you have a win now situation you're in a small window with this team and, and like we've talked about constantly with the contracts and the issues you you currently have um, you, there needs to be a little bit more of a sense of urgency because you have a smaller window I, I don't I can me personally I would say about a two-year window where you can still get something done and still make something happen you have a a defense that yes they falter today um, I don't want to pinpoint that on, on jet lag. I don't want to pinpoint that on when you traveled. It is what it is. They were they were sluggish today, and that's gonna happen. But you have a defense that can help you win a super bowl. Now the the concern um, and sense of urgency comes on the offensive side of the ball. They need to turn this around. This does not solely just talk about the offensive line. It does start with the offensive line, though. They need to get you know their shit going, then the run game can get going. And then you can get all these weapons that you supposedly have, and you're all excited about. You can get them going. Just you got to start. I I guess the way to say it is dial it back and get back to what football truly is, and get into the trenches, get that adjusted, you know, and, and get that fixed, and, and make a statement on these last, you know, when you come out of this bye week. The bye week comes at a great time, like you stated, Pat. You know, you've got to turn this around though, because. If you come in to the rest of the season with this offense looking like this, uh, they do not stand a chance in hell.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll end up being about eight and eight.
0: Yeah, and and my mantra, and and I put this out here for for weeks on weeks, is I don't care personally, guys, uh, about winning this division. My goal for this team is to make the playoffs. That is what matters, and and I think it's a different story. But they need to be shown – multiple times on how they've looked on this offense and just to know that you're uh, making this defense work even harder than they should be. And you're making, you know, their lives a lot harder. And I know people keep saying it, Matt Nagy is supposed to be some offensive guy and we just, we can't do anything, get to the point and get back to football. And I'm going to say myself again, Brandon, stop being so goddamn cute with the fucking play calls.
2: Yeah and, and and I'm of the same narrative. So my my biggest thing right now is you guys like you both stated is the window. It's we have a win now team. We have a defense that's capable of winning a Super Bowl. Um as as young bears fans, I'm going to bring it up, but this is an offense that doesn't even look as as the 06 offense that we brought to the Super or the 05 that's offense that's that we brought pathetic. to the Super Bowl. That's absolutely pathetic. And that offense was predicated around Thomas Jones and Like we have stated, as typical, you know, typical football guy bullshit state like would state, it starts with the run. We're gonna say it until we're blue in the face. We're gonna say it every single week. We need to get the running game going. Montgomery needs to pound the rock. Cohen needs to pound the rock. You saw some good returns out of him today, and he was able, you know, he's just a he's a gadget guy. He's not gonna Always do the the same thing week in and week. Out. One week he's going to hit you with some returns. One week it's going to be receptions. You know, one week it's going to be rushing. But this offense really needs to find their identity. One person that I do want to point out who has been performing at an absolutely monster level week in and week out. Regarding the circumstance at quarterback, regarding the bullshit offense that we put around him, is Allen Robinson. He has performed like a number one receiver. He has played well week in and week out. Two touchdowns today. I think he finished the day with close to hundred yards in the air. And with a backup quarterback and an offense that was not able to find a rhythm for the whole first half, to go out and put that up, you know, and to just be a leader out there. He he's someone that we brought in in free agency and. And so far have been a success. And I, you know, I hope him, I hope he's, con, you know, has continued success, but it, it's just looking at this team, looking at what we have in our division, you know, the Packers, they won again today, the lions, their record, you know, they're not losing as many games as we had foreseen. Like this is going to be a division. That's going to be tight. 10 and six might not even get you a wild card spot. Look at the NFC West. Rams are three and two right now. The Niners are undefeated and the Seahawks are, I believe, three and one or yeah, three and one. So if you look across the board, you also think about the Eagles too. This is tough. Absolutely tough. The Bears cannot afford to lose any more games like this and they cannot afford to overlook opponents on this schedule.
0: You know, and the thing I was going to say is I I just looked for you there, Brandon. Um, Robinson finished with 97 yards off of seven catches. So he had a good day. You know, he had a good day. The two touchdowns, like you said, um, he's absolutely out, outlandishly. He, he is a true um, mantra of what a number one needs to be. He's reliable. Um, he's not a diva number one. He's just a true blue number one receiver you can rely on. And I hope to God this offense can turn it around and stop wasting the talent that you have in, in what Allen Robinson is because he's got a lot of talent, and I just don't want to see that go wasted here.
2: Yeah. And I mean, re- real quick, early look at the standings at three and two. I mean, it's way too early to, to, to even forecast it, but there is a lot of teams that are going to be hanging with us towards the end of the season, fighting for these playoff spots. So it's going to be a lot tougher than we had imagined.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And as we look ahead to next week and we start to wrap it up here, uh, the bears will be on their bye week uh, They'll God. have a lot to figure out. Yeah. And so, if you look around the NFC North, Green Bay and Detroit are going to meet each other on Monday Night Football. So you would assume we'll see if Detroit could put up a fight. But I think you'd put your money on Green Bay moving up to five and one. So they're either way, one of those two teams. That's is going to That's just gain on such the Bears. a
2: disgusting sentence, Pat.
0: Yeah. I just yeah. Why do you say that? That's just bad. Ugh. Bad. It's, bad it's, it's, it's almost like saying this.
2: It's almost like Cody Parky, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. no. Don't mention don't mention the boogeyman wear number twelve over there. Maybe they tie. Yeah, he yeah. Is, that yeah. that'd be ideal. Detroit's already got one of those, so I was know, just saying, yeah, Detro- Detroit
2: couldn't close it out in week one against the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. <Yep.
1: laughs> and then if you look at Minnesota, they're gonna they'll be at home hosting Philadelphia. Uh, Philly oh. looked Philly looked pretty good this week, so maybe they can help us out and play spoiler over there in Minnesota. But yeah, you're you're probably gonna see the. Everyone else in the NFC North is going to be in action while the Bears are off. And we'll see what happens with that, whether the Bears can get some favors done by Detroit and if they can get favors from Minnesota. But either way, even right now, Detroit's ahead of the Bears. So, you know, that could just end up being a lose-lose kind of situation over there. But while the Bears are on this bye week, they have to get their shit right regardless of what happens. Uh, yeah, but before we send it off, do you guys have anything else that you would like to bring? Up?
0: Oh, I just have two
1: things and that's
0: for this bye week get everybody healthy. Let's see everybody back that needs to be back. Let's get some, uh, fire lit under these guys. And my last question to you guys is if, <laughs> I mean, I I'm like forcing you here. You got to give a game ball to one guy, uh, from this team today. I'm not going to ask for one on each side of the ball. Cause that's just, uh, that's too much, um, a game ball to, to, to one player. Who would you give it to?
1: Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson's a good call, but I'll give mine to Pat O'Donnell. Uh, he had a good game today. He's had a good, great year all year. So uh, if the Bears are going to constantly shit the bed on offense, you better have a good punter to make up for it a little bit. So I think I O'Donnell, paintball baby. Quality,
2: <laughs> quality effort too on the kickoff that was almost taken to the house by O'Donnell to at F- least yeah, he stopped that. Least so. not He's not just rolled over. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for
0: for me. You know, Go
2: ahead. Go on. I was going to say, for me, uh, you know, notably undefeated Detroit Lions at this point, which is also another disgusting sentence to say. No,
1: they do have a loss.
2: Oh, they? Oh, yeah, they did just lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, my already, bad, my bad. Bad.
1: Yeah. That they're shit
2: was that shit went down to the wire, but they're 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 going to be all right next week against the Packers. I don't think they'll win, but they'll definitely hang. They have good DBs. Uh, but as far as you know, as far as the Bears go. I mean, yeah, you guys have both trying it. You just got to get back to to playing Chicago Bear football. You just got to find your identity. You got to first and foremost find your identity on offense. But the defense just – they just need to continue to do what they're doing. Obviously, when you're out on the field for 35 minutes, it's it's not going to be ideal. So, and, and this week you saw it, 24 points is, is not our cup of tea. That's usually what happens no matter which mm. way I – or, yeah, cup of tea, like a little London reference. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I really didn't see that. Th- I didn't see Derek Carr playing the way he did today, and you know, the running game. They they were firing on all cylinders, and it was actually scary to see. Like I, I was working for most of the game, and I just hate to actually see like customers looking at me, like just making disgusting faces. Like, what am I actually watching? Like when Chase Daniel threw that first pick. To, I don't remember exactly who it was, but that it
0: was Conley or whatever.
2: on Conley, yeah, he yeah. literally threw it right to him, bro. I like, I just don't get how that happened, but yeah, I my reactions throughout the game were probably right there on par with you and Buzz over there on the hot mic. So that's another thing. Bears fans, check them out during the game to hear some uh, prime time broadcasting over what we got on TV. But yeah, Bears get to what we're you know we're used to seeing how you're used to playing get comfortable because we got a long ride for this rest of the season if we're gonna make the playoffs
0: yeah and and my last you know thing of the day for my player I, I'm giving it to uh, McManus for just coming in and being clutch where he needs to be yeah. um I know you guys yeah. like you said I, I like the ODonnell pick I really do because you know he got a lot of flack last year for being supposedly terrible but he pinned them deep a lot of times today and they did what they could and you know it, it's uh it's just Actually, unfortunate
2: one thing too uh, that I want to bring up is, is honest to God uh electric chair did you guys really think that the Raiders were going to drive the ball 97 yards to win the game on Chicago Bears defense and I'm no, surprised who? we haven't brought it up I, I remember saying it to someone at work I go ha, 97 yards yeah okay and that and that drive just they couldn't did. get couldn't get off the field so
1: yeah well I mean and one thing that we haven't brought up that uh, is the uh, running into the kicker penalty that allowed that that drive to go on? You know, you've seen this team yeah. be undisciplined all year, and I understand it. You're trying to make a play there, trying to make the block, but you have to be smarter than that. That was that was definitely a penalty. I I know I seen yeah, I seen was, on Twitter they, the they, they yeah, and the, I no I seen on Twitter that they were claiming that he was pushed into the kicker. It's just you you know His, maybe, but at the end of the day, you just got to be smarter, man. You, know, you yeah. keep seeing the Bears take these stupid-ass penalties. You've seen Eddie yep. Jackson do it last week. You've seen Anthony Miller with the taunting penalty that led to – that kickoff. ended up leading to the kickoff, and the Oakland just starts their drive inside the 40. Like, that's, in, that's unacceptable. So you just – everyone, everyone all around, get it together. <laughs> I feel like the Bears have been flagged this year more than they were in all 16 last year, so I don't know what the hell happened there. You got to figure yeah. that shit out, and yeah, the Bears old, are old grounded number, this week. Yeah, Old number you fifty-seven know, ran into the kicker. You, you better yeah, keep the yeah, uh, keep the duffel, ba- duffel bag close to your locker because if you do some stupid shit like that again, you can start packing that bad boy up.
0: You know, and I just want to say, just looking at that play, his trajectory got uh, adjusted. Uh, it the, the the flag stands in my eyes; it was still a flag. Doesn't matter how you look at it. The unfortunate yeah. side of it that I also just wanted to bring up is the fact that you got complacent and thought they were going to still punt the ball with a fourth and one. I, I mean, God forbid. That. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brandon yeah. saw it coming. Buzz saw it coming. I saw it coming. Just to think it's that John, you... it's John Gruden, bro. Like, yeah. You like have to know that I was thought he was even going to go win for the damn thing win. on fourth and six. I thought he was going to screw it on that one. At the end yeah, of the day, be- you were for that play, so they were we just,
2: they were we inches away they were inches away from that being a fumble i mean obviously the right call was made and that drive just turned out to be a nightmarish drive that we could not get off the field or find a stop on
0: also yeah. I want to bring up the fact that the uh uh roughing the the passer call for chase when he got drove into the ground people were losing their minds i saw on twitter oh, today what's call, up like if that was a legit call. If you look like, and I just saw people upset a... that I I see. You know, I follow some Oakland fans. I know a couple people, and some of them were like, "Well, that's BS." And it's like, do I think it's a BS call? Yes, that's not football in my eyes. But guess what? In the age and the day of football we watch now, guys, that's a flag. Heck I, yeah! I, I cannot any... stand
2: football Twitter during the game. It's it's absurd. Mm-hmm. I just, well, I, I, no... I don't want to go full pad on people on Twitter. I just can't do it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I, guys, to end my night here, I have really no other comments than I fucking hate sports today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I still give sports. everyone a bear down, but yeah, today was yeah. tough.
1: Yeah. So all right, guys. Uh I think that's it for us tonight. Uh like we said, we're gonna head into this bye week. We're gonna get figure some shit out. Hopefully. I hope Harry's he stand grabs Charles Leno by and Kyle Long by their face masks and tells both of them to figure it the fuck out because <laughs> the Bears are running out of time. And, you know, shit's going to hit you quickly. You can't afford to give away games in this, in this league, especially when you have a tough schedule like the Bears. You probably shouldn't be losing to the Oakland fucking Raiders. And But anyways, moving ahead, they're going to figure it out in their bye week. We hope so. Got two weeks to get ready for Teddy Bridgewater and the New Orleans Saints. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll still get. We'll still catch you guys with a podcast. We'll do a little bye week special. We'll see what we can get out there. We'll bring back a little Bears trivia. We'll have a little fun with it. Uh, even coming off a loss, you gotta have fun in these dark times. But other than that, thank you for tuning in, and that'll do it for this week's episode. And as always, bear down.